Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and today I'm joined by... Boobang. And... Chung Bui. Yeah, all right. He's back. Yeah. What up? Hi, fellas. Hey, hey. I want to talk about this uh, ESPN Plus article that uh, Chung was bringing up about the G League. The most... This, this, is that what you want to talk about? The second most exciting league in basketball right now? Uh. Yeah, I mean, they they talked about the article talked about the main takeaways from the G League bubble so far, right? And two, there were two prominent warriors on that list of players that they wanted to mention. Um, I think the list specifically was um, players uh, that were first rounders that should be uh, um, looking behind them because there are other G League players who who might actually take their spots. Like basically, like these are underwhelming first rounders that are playing in the bubble, right? And there are two warriors on it, or not for not just first wanderers, but uh, players that were drafted um, that um, kind of suck. And there are two warriors on that list. Can, can we talk first about the G League Ignite? Because I don't want to. I'm not one for hyperbole or anything. But the worst thing about the pandemic is the fact that I don't get to go to Walnut Creek to watch this amazing basketball team. I know I'm over exaggerating, and forgive me, but like. Walnut Creek is not that far away from me. And to watch the number one, number two, and number four pick of next year playing together in a small gym for what I would imagine would be like $20 would be amazing. I think and you the guys gym is super small, right? The gym is super small. Yeah, where, where in Walnut, Park, uh, Walnut Creek are they playing? It's in a tiny gym. It's Lock just a regular gym. I looked it up. It's just like a regular, like it's equivalent to... I don't even know how to even it's smaller than a, a, a usual G League arena. It's a, it's that sounds it's fun. What, like you know how big the Santa Cruz uh, arena is, right? It's like 4000 people. It's supposed to be smaller. I think it's smaller than that. Yeah. Wow. That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, I would totally watch watch the game. Especially yeah. since the 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 three players Wubang mentioned uh two of them are Filipino, right? <laughs> one of <laughs> the number one and number two. <laughs> So you think Jalen yeah. Green's going to be the number two pick? Um, well, Kaminga is going to be number one, right? Kaminga is definitely Filipino, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cade Cunningham, he 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 dropped forty. So. Wow. I guess yeah. So Cade will be number two. Do you guys going to be Kaminga and Cade? Do you guys think that this changes like the 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 one and done model at all? Um, because you're, all, I, I think recently we also saw um, Lamelo and uh, what's his name go to australia for a year right rj hampton rj hampton yeah yeah they let's skip, think let's all. think about this i'm going to name you all of the positives and then you give me some negatives okay, okay. uh number one is jalen green is making half a million dollars this year number two is did i mention jalen green is making half a million dollars this year number three is they get to play in america but they also don't play in their hometown they're, and they're not playing in sydney or melbourne melbourne or Serbia, they're playing in uh, Santa Cruz, Ontario, upstate New York. Like it's not quite big cities, but they still get used to everything. And they also get, I would imagine, pretty good healthcare and pretty good trainers. Like we're not talking about, I mean, other than Duke and some of the big programs, they're, they're getting, I don't think you should be concerned about any injuries. So you're, as talking, much you're, as if, you're, you're talking about like, like vis-a-vis like playing in college yeah 
Like, I don't know if I trust the training staff in every single college program, but these should be professional trainers, if not, yeah. And then you're also playing against actual professional basketball players. Um, Yogi, is it, how do you pronounce his name? Yogi Ferrell? Yogi yeah. Berra? Yeah. Yogi <laughs> Ferrell, <laughs> Jeremy Lin, uh, Jarrett Jack. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not in the league, but they're, they're those guys. And then the two big guys. Yeah. And then the two-way guys. I mean, it's the best of both worlds. And also half a million dollars. But not every, not every not G League player makes that much though, right? No. The G League night guys do. All of them? Well, the top guys. I don't know how much all of them make. Kaminga probably makes less. I'm sure Jalen Green makes the most because he had higher stock going in. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it'll catch on. It's just a question of, I mean, there's a couple, I think there's a couple dudes on the G League, at least one, some uh, some taller dude who in the first game, he didn't look good. And so it's like questionable. If you go, you're going to be there for a while. Um, if you're not because good of, enough. Because of the bubble? Yeah. I mean, no, no. But like, no, next like, year's... Just, like, like if you if you go, I mean, here's the thing. Like if you if you go and you're not good enough to get drafted first round, then you're just going to be a G Leaguer for like a year or two. Maybe a team will sign you. You know what I mean? So like. Maybe you go to you, Europe or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, not that college basketball, I mean, I hate college basketball. I used to love it. I just hate it now. Um, but, you know, there's there's definitely, like, options. I mean, did you listen to the Strauss-Bogut episode? I was going to um, mention that, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you... Talk about Australia, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah. Boobang, I think you, you told us about it, or you told me about it, at least. And, um, yeah, and he talked about how it's better for them to go to Australia because they're not going to be home and coddled. But, uh, hey, I, I do think that it helped LaMelo Ball because... I have a feeling that league is way more physical in terms of like ticky tack fouls. And also, yeah. Yeah. And also like, look how much better he is playing with teammates who are actually good for his game. Right. Cause he could throw passes that people probably in the NBL can't catch or can't convert and all this other stuff. Well, imagine LaMelo Ball on Ignite last year. If there was one, imagine all of these guys, imagine if James, James Weissman, Weissman, James Weissman, Weissman and, and LaMelo Ball Big and Jim. Anthony Edwards was playing for Ignite. Like, it's like who watched any Georgia games last year? Who yeah. who watched three games in Memphis? And then who watched the Illawarra Hawks games? Yeah. I mean, it would have been great for them all to be on the Ignite. I mean, I don't I don't see anybody unless you go to Duke. I mean, do you think there's gonna do you think there's gonna be like more than I don't know how the Ignite team got conceived of like it was just like uh, this place for these uh high schoolers to go or if there will be more of them or if they all have to go to the same team for some reason i mean it could expand right like it was conceived not to be in i mean initially i think this is my guess is it's not meant to compete against college it's meant to compete against australia it's meant to compete against spain that makes sense i mean you don't you can't you can't because you provide the financial incentive that did not exist before like salaries were like what they are now for like but again like Jalen Green only the special players get like that bump right the six-figure bump how (laughs) how is he doing the the tall Indian kid I don't know I I haven't I I haven't watched any games since the first one and um I think uh I think I didn't even know there was one. Boobang, you told me there's an, an. How are they even there. like funding these big salaries though? They, how, where do they make their money? The, the league, the G League. G- Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm sure maybe a part of every team pays for it. I mean, it's just well, it's yeah, smart in the, the long the run. They probably have a develop. The teams yeah. that own their own like uh, G League teams, right? Fund them, but what about Broadway Plaza? No, no one. The I mean, it's a good investment. It's a good investment. It's a good investment. I mean, I mean, I, you know who's coaching the team too, right? It's Brian Shaw. Yeah. My my theory is that they opened up there. They moved it to Walnut Creek because Brian Shaw just lives in the Oakland Hills and he doesn't <laughs> want to commute. That's my theory about why it's in Walnut Creek. By the way, his agent was able to negotiate that like in terms yeah. of him coaching the team. Yeah. Well, he talked about how amazing it was to be so close to work. <laughs> you know, for for a while, but you know, you make a good point, man. Because uh, if the G League was available last year to James Wiseman, are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, like, I, I don't know if he dropped out of college or if he left Memphis, and then he could have just signed with a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but do you guys do you guys think though, like the G League as a, is as rigorous, but like versus Australia or like Europe, like the the Euro League? You're, you're positive about Australia is my negative. Like, do you want to send somebody to Australia for a really rough um, league? Like, I wouldn't want to get injured. Yeah. I mean, but I, I, mean I, I like Patrick's point about, like, how, yeah, like, what, when I've been underwhelmed with LaMelo pretty much his entire career up until he made it to the NBA, and now I'm just like, this kid is special, right? I don't think he would have been able to do that if he did not go to Australia. I, I think no, I think but the one Patrick. the number one the number one reason to do this is you get to develop them close to home and actually have a good better idea and sense yeah. of how good these players are. Maybe, maybe because maybe. if Lamella was playing in Walnut Creek, you there would be less people that would be like, "This guy can't make it into the league." Sure, but and maybe, what, what basketball players want is sorry, intentional for him to go to Australia to get away from his dad. though. That's true. Well, his dad, yeah, his dad would have easily gotten to Walnut Creek. He would have just commuted <laughs> from LA to Walnut Creek. So I mean, like, he would have just moved in. But like, this provides more certainty for for GMs to be able to evaluate. Yeah, it, it does. Like, yeah. imagine if, yeah, every time they play Sacramento and 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 Golden State, they can just hop over and see a G League game. I mean, who knows? Maybe Chet Holmgren will just be like, "I'm going to the G League. I'm going to Walnut Creek." The the the. The amount of love you have for Chet Holmgren, I know, I don't know if you hate him or love him, but this reminds me of 10 years ago when I started saying dog, ironically, but then I ended up just saying dog all the time. Like, what's up, dog? <laughs> you are, you keep bringing up Chet Holmgren. Because like, he's the like only he's guy I know. But you're going like, to fucking fall in love with him. He's the only guy I know in the 2022 draft. So whenever we talk about the Warriors pick, potentially, uh, not the, the, the white, Minnesota the pick, not going to. Uh, the White Grim Reaper? The, no, he's the... How tall is he? Six eleven, seven feet. Whoa, he's seven okay. feet, dude. And he's he and yeah. he's like hundred ten pounds. Oh wow, that's nice. Sounds like I mean, gold ball. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, what? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all for the G League. I would love to love to see it. But like, tell me what was in this report that you read. By the way, I gotta say, I'm really really bummed when I found out. I was really bummed when I found out that Zach Lowe's Ten Things I Like is like now on ESPN plus or ESPN insider. That was like the only article I would ever read on ESPN outside of like box scores yeah. and just features on the warriors. And so now it's like, Oh, jerks. But anyway. Yeah. This, that's the opposite of what I felt when I, when I was reading ESPN page two 20 years ago. And I was like, this guy on ESPN page two is going to get his own website. Are you, yeah. are you guys, are you guys both drinking something? I, I'll, I'll grab something. Yeah, I'm drinking something. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So man. this article, this article essentially just broke down 
all the players that are playing well in the G League and all the players that are playing poorly uh, in the G League. And guess where, which bucket the Jordan Poole, Alan Smilogic, um, uh conversation was? I mean, poorly. <laughs> start, let's start. Let's start. The article does have some positives about Jordan Poole. Let's start with the positives. Um, he has a nice mustache. Nice mustache. His short shorts fit his uh, his figure very well. Um, He's the second leading scorer in the G League. Yes, twenty three points per game. He's also leading the league in turnovers. At five. No, no, we're, we're sticking. Is that oh, the okay? Only just positive? a positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right because that's the only positive. The, that the, twenty three points a game is the only positive in the article. Actually, he would fit in with the with the Warriors well right now because he fouled on a three point play, and you know David Lee loves doing that because we all know that you can block a three pointer. Yeah, he goes like, uh, he's like, oh my god, I'm so, I can't believe that happened. Like, I can't believe really that. <laughs> he does that both on offense and on on defense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, but then when he fouls somebody, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's consistent. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 23 points per game, but leads the league in turnovers at nearly five per game while continuing to struggle defensively. And he has a lack of situa- situational awareness that really shows, uh, particularly in that uh, four-point uh, <laughs> play. Lack of situational awareness sounds like you show up to a party with no pants. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're like what? Or you grab would- a drink and you just go to a cool go and face a corner and you don't talk to anyone <laughs> yeah it's just like it's is it not one of the worst things you could say about somebody kind of bad yeah it's not good yeah i i oh, can we talk are, are you done with like the positives because i was about to go in on, <laughs> on jordan pool i was about to sink pool island for you yeah <laughs> might as well man i mean like there's all this talk about pool being the guy who could be the backup point guard you know take wanamaker out I do think if you combine Wanamaker's defense with Poole on offense, then you might have an okay player, but uh, that's never going to happen. But the thing is about Poole, it's like, man, everybody's talking about, oh, X number of points, 23 plus points a game. But it's like, they're there to be chuckers. Him and Nico Mann are there to get as many touches. Empty calories a little bit, right? Exactly. And one thing is like, I've always said he doesn't have, doesn't seem to have a great feel for the game and that lack of situational awareness in the, in the G league is kind of bugging me, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still not buying very uh, high on, on, on him. And so that report kind of contradicts like everybody trying to hype him up. It's like, Oh, he's, he's playing really well. He's like the best player in the G league and the leading scorer, second leading scorer. Who, now who is saying that? I don't know. <laughs> People. Who is saying that? <laughs> Because I feel like it's very clear to everyone that he's he's just lacking in so many areas, right? Because you can be a scorer. It's easy to be a relatively easy to be a scorer if you're coming from a high profile like basketball background, right? But like the like Vu was saying, right? The lack of situational awareness. That's like that's kind of damning. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys remember? Sorry. Um, go ahead, Patrick. No, like to me, Nico Mannion is a far better island yeah. to be on. Like he yeah. is. Uh, he just has a very instinctual field of, of how to play point guard. And I think in the future, not this season, but, you know, next season, that's pretty promising. You know, like I, I'll take him over cool any day. I think I agree with you. Um, yep. 
You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. Do you guys remember the last half of last season, the, the one, our last, our lost season, when Poole was playing a lot of point guard and he was like kind of killing it? Like that's when I bought my, that's when I bought my condo on the island, and <laughs> I haven't seen any of that again. Like, was it just like a blip? Like it was like an anomaly? No, thanks it's for buying. A, thanks for buying my buy team. Thanks for buying my condo on the island, man. I didn't think there were any takers. <laughs> I just like. I, I I bought I bought the I bought the condo and just like inflated like the the market immediately by doing yeah. it. Yeah, I I actually don't really remember. I remember all the hype around it, but like it was I good. may I may not have been watching. But did it actually look like he was he he looked good? He looked like he knew how to run a team, it, not just it, but it, bring the ball up the court. It wasn't. But it was it, was it I mean, it was, was a garbage team though. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't being efficient though. No, he was definitely not being efficient. But he was like. Very, he's shooting well. He, he just seemed like a lot better with the ball than without the ball. But then, I don't know. Even like, but now this year, uh, I I have buyer's remorse, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I want him to be good. Let's see what happens when he comes up to the to the big league team and they give him minutes. I mean, uh, I think Slater on the Athletic was saying that he and Wiseman have a good rapport on the court, which, you know, I'm guessing is from practice because we never see them play together, but, you know, smart on him, good business decision to latch on to the, uh, to the future of the franchise. But uh, I don't, I don't see it happening. Think, think about this. Think about all the players that have gone through the Santa Cruz warriors. And if you take away when they got drafted, we might be able to make better decisions, right? Because you think about the Jordan bells you think about Jordan Poole, you think about Damian Lee, and then you think about Chris Boucher, Boucher, I've never got his name, Chris Boucher, Kendrick Nunn. Like you think about all these players and you see flashes of them in the San, in the Santa Cruz Warriors. And the line for all the players that we lose that move on is like, yeah, we, they're really great players, but we just couldn't keep them, right? And then they go on to better things. And then for the low first round picks, we're just like, we just assume that they're going to go back to the, to the proper warriors. Like if you take off where they were drafted, if there's a way to do this analysis without like Bob Myers's job being on the hook, then we can make better decisions. Yeah. I don't fully understand. Like if it was like how the G league works in the sense that all those guys that you mentioned, um, did we just pick other dudes from the G league to keep? Because obviously in those, times the Warriors were were good right and did they have space I mean you know I I know I remember when uh Boucher was on the uh the Santa Cruz Warriors and all the articles I'd read was that he was the best player on that Oregon team better than Jordan Bell more important he just got hurt 
right? And I was like, oh, great. This is like a, a lanky yeah. dude we could keep. And then all of a sudden- I saw of, that game where he got hurt. I was like, this guy's amazing. Did yeah. he, what did he tear an ACL? Or was, it, was it really bad? I or? forgot what it was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but like next thing I know he's gone and I'm like, oh, okay. But I don't, I don't know if that was something that the Warriors didn't, like their hands were tied or something or any idea? That's what I'm saying is like, if you go back and see like why their hands were tired and you look who was like number 14 and 15 yeah. on the bench, like it's the Jordan pool, the Jordan bells and all those guys who were, who were drafted proper. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so there's already like a financial commitment to those guys. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like every NBA team does this, right. There's a commitment because you drafted them. You can't just give them one year, but because they got drafted, like, I think, Jordan I think those cash considerations, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all these been players, downhill you know, since then. <laughs> like all of the guys that um, Bob Myers drafts in the low first round, they were reaches. Like they were never guys that should have been picked that high. Cool. So there Amy was some Lee. Weird... Who else? Uh, J- Jacob Evans. Mm. Speak of the devil. We're all available well, now, back. by the way. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I can't say you, you just racked off a bunch of names that were on the Warriors G League that I really, really like. I to hear them all at once, Boucher, Kendrick Nunn. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of hurtful. But we also got Juan uh, Toscano Anderson through, yeah. through the, yeah. the C dubs. So I mean, let's just let's be honest here. Like he was given he was he's from East Oakland and was organizing protests during Black Lives Matter in Oakland and inviting other players and all things being equal there was three players to pick from it would have been really hard to drop him like if he was not from Oakland and was not politically pro- like yeah involved, but he's also good I, at basketball though like I don't but back then it was all things were even though you know what I mean what do you mean like like it was a choice between him um, Michael Mulder and I forgot who the third player was but he made it through, I think, because of all those reasons. Like, you think because of the optics? The optics of it, yeah. I don't I, know, man. Like, at the end of the day, there's still a basketball team that's trying to win games, right? But he also wasn't, like, as good as he was now, back then, when those decisions were being made. He's pretty delightful. He, I love how reckless he is with the ball sometimes, <laughs> too. No, I love him. I think he's great, but he's... Patrick, he's, you were saying he wasn't quick. I thought... I think he, he hustles. I, I, I've gone on uh, other um episodes and talked about how like the one thing that i was seeing from him last season and early this season was he didn't seem to have he had the effort he had some skill but he didn't seem to have like nba quicks like that was the thing i was like holding him back like i wonder what his um, scouting report was like when he was uh coming out of uh marquette but but he seems to have you know like not necessarily gotten quicker but like he's just gotten better right like more like savvier of a player and he's taken advantage of everything in terms of like he's adjusted his three-point shot you know like i heard and so he's actually hitting at a better better clip he's and playing it, center yeah right? i know i mean like it's, it's like old school yeah. right it's amazing um, you guys but, see his uh that alley-oop the, the the he had like an alley tomahawk dunk alley-oop from uh steph curry you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, did, had no idea he could do that. I was very surprised. Oh man, there was an article I think in the Athletic where they linked to a a, a mixtape from his high school days. <laughs> that dude is super athletic. I mean, that guy wow. can that guy can get up. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, did you read about him? Like how he's like he was 
his teacher was Al Adel's um, wife. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She was the one that introduced him to basketball or encouraged him. Hell, to that's, that's so, such like uh, so many like things just like worked out for him. Right? Like, yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I think his um, presence on the, on the team. I mean, I think even though, I mean, he can play a lot of different positions, right? He'd play probably three through five. He's our, he's our uh, Matt Barnes. Yeah. So I, I don't, the Warriors should just like, just make projects, always have room for one Bay Area kid. Cause if you think about all the guards in the Bay Area in the last 10 years, from like Jeremy Lin to, to Dame to Toscano, <laughs> go back to Jason Kidd, it's like, why don't we just say whoever is the best Bay Area guard right now, you get at least the 15th slot. The 15th. <laughs> I'll do you one better. And that, that position is funded uh, by like, uh, like a, a donor pool of some kind, <laughs> like Friends of the Warriors or something. Yeah, if you buy, yeah, if you buy, if you get season tickets to the Santa Cruz Warriors, you fund the 15th position off the bench. <laughs> that would be great. But the fact that JTA is actually good, I mean, that makes it tougher for for Jordan Poole. Yes, Jordan Poole plays like more one, two, maybe a little bit of three. Yeah. But I was saying at the beginning of the G League, like right now there's no one on the roster that Jordan Poole doesn't do anything like better than anyone on the roster okay. even the watch what? Scott O'Addison is a better guard than Jordan Poole and is a better big than Alan, Alan Smiley and right and now. and Mulder is a better shooter although he's been kind of off lately but, but Mulder's situational awareness is pretty good <laughs> exactly and Nico Mannion ultimately will be a better lead guard yeah. Mulder's off because they just throw him in for like two minutes and they expect him to hit all these threes or like, yeah, like in the Charlotte up. game the first Charlotte <laughs> game where it's like yeah yeah where like everybody you know everybody always kind of thinks like Mulder out there looks like Steph and then he actually when Steph stayed out of the game for two minutes people thought Steph was playing <laughs> Mulder's so not used to playing that he's like one of those guys where like he does the rip away on the pants like there's that one last button that still stays on and then he trips it over and then he has to like put his toe through it and not rip through and then he gets in and he's expected to make three threes in a row yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, let him warm up a little bit because he makes he makes the smart play. He'll, he'll always make the the right play. I, I've noticed he's he's a, he's a pretty smart player. He's got crazy long arms. That's one way he's to tell him really long. And he's got like a like a forty something inch vertical too. Yeah, yeah. So, I think we were texting for about like twenty minutes straight about how long his arms are. It's like uh, com- competing with Ron Adams. Ron Adams. <laughs> I mean this this is this is like a top. Like an all-time Warriors long arm team, right? Because you got Ron Adams on the coaching staff, and you got Kelly Oubre, you got Kent Bazemore. I have, right? I have an yeah. idea for the episode. We should do our own arm length measurements. Our three of us. On the lock. <laughs> Just <laughs> like fifty-three inches. <laughs> My arm fifty-four. Four feet. <laughs> no, seriously, let's do it. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I've I've thought about that. I'm pretty sure my wingspan is like shorter than like right it's supposed to be the same like roughly the same as like your height right i have a i have a picture of me in at the hall of fame and there's like a um there's a um, wingspan like exhibit and you can compare your wingspan to steph or kd it was uh it was pretty it was pretty cool yeah yeah he has a uh one-to-one wingspan right with his height he's like six three six three wingspan Steph looks more like kind of traditionally proportional. Yeah. He's like a normal dude. 
please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a model. Like he's basically, if he wasn't playing basketball, he would also be modeling for express regardless. So <laughs> everything is proportional. I for express. Him. It's so random. Cause he did express before. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah he, like he's when, a model for express for men. When he, like his, uh, when he first kind of had his coming out party in terms oh, that's of his, 2014, that's his, uh, 15. That's your first, that's your, that's like your like entry level, like clothing uh, sponsorship, right? Yeah. I thought that was a, uh, a women's store, but you know, it's expressed for good. men though. It's just for men. They transitioned. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so who else is uh, in the G league on that report? Um, I mean, I don't want to go over any of the bad, the, the I mean, the other bad players are Tyrell Terry and, uh, Alexei Pukashevsky. I love saying his name. About uh, we talk smiley though a little bit. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of smiling. <laughs> what do you want to say, dude? Like I feel like not, the proportion of all the stuff that we've talked about with yeah, it's smiley. not great. It's not great. I mean, he's given us the best gift of all time. Other than that, it's like that thing is so amazing. Again, my theory, my theory about smiley is he's actually not. 20 years old because like when you look at him and that hairline you're like oh this dude's like 44 years old right like i think he might be secretly just like really old <laughs> but he has a baby face you know do <laughs> you think alex crusoe is like 60 possibly <laughs> alex crusoe latest uh, spokesperson for manscape what's manscape it's like a um, it's a brand it's a it's a brand it's a trimmer like men's grooming trimmer do you uh, do you want to do you want to hear what they said about smiley though Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is this just paragraph or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing positive. There's nothing positive. Uh, su summarize it for me. Uninspiring play, both sides, both sides of the floor. Fair, Especially experiment. the modern elements of as a passer, shooter, and defender, teams want to see from big men. So basically, every aspect of his game has been trash. But yeah. I guess this is the only positive. He's only 20 years old. <laughs> so is Luca. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't yeah. know Sean Livingston played in the G League. Did you know this? Yeah, on his way back. Like, he, he played wherever he could, you know? I mean, actually, when you look at the list of all the players who have made it back to the NBA, a lot of them are Warriors. Seth Curry, Sean Livingston, Justin Holiday, Holiday. Kendrick Nunn. It's a pretty good list, man. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, they know how to find and let go of talent. Guess who's guess who guess who uh, is on the list of players that should be getting a call up though? Jordan Bell. Yeah, you think he's blackballed at all, or do you think he just isn't that good? I think he has that reputation because of the uh, the Mike Brown incident, probably. Yeah, that that is embarrassing. I mean, I mean, again, bringing up the the Bogut episode, uh, you heard him talk about that, right? Like that. That whole thing, I mean, that sucks, right? Because Jordan Bell, when, remember, it was, everybody's talking about how unfair it was when he got drafted that he's going to the Warriors, they're getting more loaded. He's like uh, mini Draymond and all that stuff, and he actually played really, really well until he sprained his ankle really badly. And after that, he never really became the same player. I'm not saying that it was a sprained ankle, but his momentum was like gone, and it just doesn't seem like he had like the the maturity to improve or to really make his, you know, really take advantage of the opportunity that was in front of him because people yeah. were talking about him being like their starting center in a year or two after that, you know? He, I mean, Seven, they, he was the next Raymond. Yeah. 17 he, points, nine, 17 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks and one steal while shooting 81% from the field. 81% from the field. 
the sad thing is he can never come back to the Warriors. I mean, yeah. he'll he'll play for another team and be good, but he just can't come back. It's the best weird. version of him would have been great on this team. I don't know if he'll be good. Like he just doesn't shoot well enough, and he's still like six six, six seven at best. He's listed at it's, six nine. Listed at six nine, yeah. Yeah, when I played in high school, I was listed at like five ten. <laughs> Really? Wow. Yeah. Is that like it, a six, six inch uh, difference there? It's like a foot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a really large, like, wingspan. You had that Rod Adams. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I had a, my, my friend's dad, like, he, or, or uh, the team in the tournament decided to, like, up everybody's height. <laughs> and it was, uh, so once we showed up, they were like, oh. Those are all lies. <laughs> and we got and we got throttled. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. And be sure to tell your Warrior fan friends to subscribe and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. The music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.